You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Sometimes we need to correct how we think of ourselves. We might have to deliberately interrupt a train of thought to get us back on track as we retrain our inner narratives. This is our 27th offering of meditations on our inner narrative. So I will begin by saying that I think that most believers need to reinforce the realities of being chosen by God. I hope you are making progress in considering the truth. You are a chosen person. You are chosen to be God's child. You are chosen to be the Lord Jesus's sister or brother. You are chosen to be Jesus's friend. From my perspective, much of what I share is filled with both comfort and challenge. Today's challenge is to contemplate the biblical revelation that you have been chosen to be God's dwelling place. To begin, I want to establish and offer you a fair estimation of your worth. Your value to God can be determined by the price he paid for you. I am reading 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 through 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood, as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of the Messiah. For us, the kingdom of God is the treasure in the field, the pearl of great price. To the king, we are. Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again, and from joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. God became incarnate in Jesus, and Father purchased you at the cost of his Son. To God, you are both the treasure in the field and the costly pearl. The Lord said that you are valuable. He asked, Are you not more valuable? Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, the Lord said, Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? You are valuable. You are so treasured that God chose you. According to the Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament's definition of choice, it is fair to say that you elicited a significant preference. God had a 
strongly favorable attitude toward you. Therefore, he chose you, and he chose you to be his dwelling place. To get something out of this, it may be helpful to look at some biblical background to this concept. There is a lot of context. Let's try to isolate a few points. The Lord promised that he'd choose a place to localize his presence. Deuteronomy 12, verse 5. But you shall seek the Lord at the place which the Lord your God will choose from all your tribes to establish his name there for his dwelling, and there you shall come. In the Psalms, God's choice of Zion almost seems to be the result of a competition. The mountains competed, and Jerusalem won. Zion was the mount he chose. Psalm 68, verse 16. Why do you look with envy, O mountains with many peaks, at the mountain which God has desired for his abode? Surely the Lord will dwell there forever. The Lord said he would exercise his choice to uniquely reveal his presence. He had various options concerning where he would localize himself. His decision is written about in the same context of the description of God electing David to be Israel's king. Psalm 78, verses 67 through 71. He also rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he has founded forever. He also chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from the care of the ewes with suckling lambs. He brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people. David was chosen from amongst his brothers. Zion was chosen from amongst the Holy Land's mountains. Psalm 132, verse 13 and 14, For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. God desired Zion. The Hebrew word conveys a very strong emotion. It is used to elaborate the prohibition against coveting, to describe the emotion of what we call longing. I found a verse that gives the sense of this word. Listen, 2 Samuel 23, verse 15. David had a craving and said, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. That's a pretty strong desire. Concerning God the Almighty, El Shaddai, Job said in verse 13 of chapter 23, But he is unique, and who can turn him? And what his soul desires, that he does. In the midst of a planet in rebellion, the Lord determined to have a place where he could live, where he could rest, where he could have unique communion with his people. Jerusalem was chosen as that place. Why? Because the Lord desired it. So were you. God chose you to be his dwelling place. He picked you with a purpose. 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Looking for a place to live and move and have his being, he purchased you. To fully dwell amongst humanity, the author of life required a living house. That's you. Second Corinthians 6 verse 16 or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Listen to how you are described. And coming to him as a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God, you also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus the Messiah. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. It is only fair to ask how you can be a temple and priest at the same time. To answer, I'd say just look at the Messiah. Jesus was a temple, sacrifice, and priest simultaneously. Like him, you have been chosen to be both temple and a minister in the temple all at once as you offer your inner narrative to God as an act of worship. You have been chosen to be God's home. God chose you to be his living house. Your response to this is important to him. See yourself as his home. Here are some analogies about who you are. God's temple is a place where he chose to rest. It is the location of his throne and mercy seat. Know that he chose to be enthroned within you. Believe that you are uniquely constructed for his presence and mutual interaction. Your dedication is seen as a pleasing sacrifice. Your worship and prayer is released like incense before him. The Messiah, the eternal high priest, ministers within you to the Father. God's holy presence dwells in you. In addition, God's house has a future. Isaiah heard the word of the Lord. God said, Isaiah 60 verse 7b, I shall glorify my glorious house. You shall be glorified because you are his beautiful dwelling place. In the same way the tabernacle in the wilderness was the pattern of the temple in Jerusalem, so it is written that he will transform you. In Philippians 3 verse 21 it is written that the Lord will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. Let's consider and personalize this. I'll work with emphasis in my voice to emphasize this truth. So please meditate on this and perhaps even say it along with me. God chose me. God chose me. God chose me. God chose me to be his living house. 
God chose me to be his living house. God chose me to be his living house. God chose me to be his living house. God chose me to be his living house. You are chosen to be a living house for the source of life, a living house for the living God. He lives in you. Please deliberately add this identity matter to your inner narrative. It will please the Lord. Ask him for help. Consider this as a prayer. Abba, in the name of Jesus, may the words of my mouth and my heart's deepest thoughts give your presence pleasure. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. Editing is by David and Sammy Avino, who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion, which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on Love and War, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar underscore dh at yahoo.com. As always, please remember to share Love and War and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.